Welcome to Watch What Crappens, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today is the wonderful and hilarious and just so adorable Ronnie Karam. What's going on, Ronnie? How are you? Hi. How are you? How are you? Hi. How are you? So today we are talking Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the latest episode. Um, Before we get into that, first and foremost, this is a Crappens on Demand episode. So if you go to patreon.com slash watch for Crappens, support us at the Crappens on Demand level. You can watch us record and not just listen to us record Mm -hmm. so you can see what shirts we're wearing. I won't say. You have to come see. Um, Both blue again. We're having another blue day. We're wearing blue t-shirts. Yeah, we're wearing blue. Way to ruin it. Way to ruin it. I'm trying to to lure people. Lure people. No, just kidding. They don't know the Um, shade of blue. They don't know what your t-shirt says. Okay. (laughs) Also, if you want to be lured in to see my new gigantic microphone, come see it. It's huge. It looks like a baby's head. I'm looking at it where I can't stop staring at it. It looks so big. We have to thank our friends at Sinisterhood for inspiring the purchase. Mine will be coming soon. Um, and speaking of which, we did have them on our bonus episode last week, which we actually released in the main feeds as well. Um, so go listen to that. Um, but the thing I really wanted to mention was that tonight, if you listen to this in time, we are doing Take a Seat on the Spotify Green, Green Room app. We will be talking about Salt Lake City. We'll talk about Potomac. We have to talk about Meghan King Edmonds marrying into the Biden family, as in President Joe Biden. And we're also got to, we have to talk about the trailer for the new Ultimate Girls Trip uh, that just was released today. So there's going to be a lot to talk about on it. And of course, it's not just us talking about it. It's you guys too. It's an interactive platform. Download Spotify Green Room and then come join us at 7 on the West Coast, 10 on the East Coast. Be sure to follow Ronnie at Ronnie Karam and me at Ben Mandelker. And then um, you will see when the room starts. So go do that. And the last thing that I want to mention is that we have some cool special announcement to make next Monday. So be sure you are watching our social media or listening to the show because you're not going to want to miss it. Okay? Okay. Whoa! Whoa! Okay, so here we are with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I wrote down from the first note. Soft ha. It was like a. It was like a. It, normally, when the show opens up, the Trixie Monocle Tabernacle Choir comes in strong, like ha 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 ha. But today it was like a jazzy, like a ha. Well, today ha, they ha, actually ha. did a very good variation of it. They used a dong ha. Okay, here's a how it went. It went dong ha dong ha. Yes, that's dong, what it was. Dong ha ha. Dong dong ha ha. Dong ha. It was like a duet. Dong ha. I mean, they're really, really just the way that they're using their creative toolkit of mm. like religion. It's like a dong, and then the ha. I mean, it's just yeah. the dong. Well, ha, dong ha was really wonderful. Uh, dong well, we ha. still have we have yet to hear my favorite anthem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I don't know where, where why they are depriving us of that, but hopefully that comes back. So I think um, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta was like, "Oh, we like that, and we're a bigger okay. show than you, so we're taking it." Because yeah, that is really now upset. on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
Yeah, I was really upset way. how that happened because you're right. Atlanta took it and then it never was heard from again on Salt Lake City. Well, Salt Lake City, it deserves to be on Salt Lake City, okay? So yeah. um, uh, we open up, uh, we see Sharif shoveling snow outside Chateau, I mean, Chalet, Chalet, Chalet number two. And Jen comes out with like a, a, a jacket and she's like, are you still shoveling? And he's like, yeah, I've been doing this for five hours. And she's like, well, I think you should let the shovelers do the shoveling, don't you think? And he's like, uh, he's like, well, I've just been doing it. She's like, well, how about you wear a coat? He goes, well, how about you should have given me a coat five hours ago? Cause I've been out here for five hours and you haven't asked. He's like, I don't need a coat. This whole thing is weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's trying to kill himself. <laughs> I think he's doing whatever he can to get away from Jen. He's just standing out there willing to freeze himself to death. Okay. I think to get he away is- from Jen. He just is aware that there's illegal activities happening inside the chalet, and he's just using any he's like any wasn't excuse there. to get outside. I was shoveling. I was shoveling for I five shoveling. hours. It's on record, okay? Yep. That's exactly right. Alibis. So, so then they- um, Jenny is in the closet helping Dewey put on a shirt for the day, and she's like, oh, my God, my nails almost stabbed you in the eye. I'm like, I wish you would. If he keeps up with his, you're going to have more babies at 40-something after 13 miscarriages, he could use a little stab. He could use okay? a little stabby stab. Um, and then we I'm very go- violent today. God, I, I killed the first one, the first husband, and now I'm ready to stab the second husband. Sorry. Oh I'm actually in a very good mood today. It's all that dong haing. You know, I think the dong ha <laughs> kind of like summoned a spirit inside of you. Yeah. Um, then we go to Mary and she's in her kitchen and she's baking and she's like, she's sort of singing her own song. She's like, I'm going to make Whitney some ketchup cookies. Going to make some cookies. And she's cracking eggs into bowls. And when she cracks eggs into bowls or into the, into the bowl, she goes one chickadee, two chickadee, which I feel like is kind of a, I, I, I feel like I, it's gross. I feel like you're really you're really drawing an image of what these eggs could have been, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you're making this like a sad cookie moment, you know, which actually is fitting considering what she does when she brings the cookies. But for now, yeah, she's just singing to the butter like a crazy person. And um, then once she gets, uh, she drops a little. Oh, guys, what's wrong with me? I'm so sorry. What's wrong? Start over. Start over. Cut it. Dong, dong. <laughs> so she's like, one chickadee, two chickadee, and then she just like drops an egg into the bowl, and then she, she scoops it out, and then she, or there's like a little piece of shell in there also. Yeah, she's just a having, piece of shell. She's going Thank through. you. She's going through it, and then she does um, a finger dance, which I love because she gets the egg out, and she's like finger dance, finger dance. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for helping me in this moment. Um, and then we, and then we go from dong ha to more of a churchy kind of uh like tabernacle moment where it's like sad ah, yeah it's real sad at first it's like ah, and like goes into it's like we're gonna be sad but now we're partying so then yeah uh, we're at lisa's house and she's like what are you doing today jack and he's like i gotta work mom she's like what what are you roughing are you are you roughing are you roughing today what are you doing today roughing what does that mean i don't uh, I think re- I sound refing. I was wondering if he works at some sort of a like community center where he like referees, um, like some like kids playing volleyball hockey. or something, mm-hmm. hockey or hockey. Hockey makes more sense. So I don't know if you noticed this, but I thought you would. I thought you might notice this because you really love uh, an under the radar detail. 
But while Lisa's talking to Jack, he exits the room, and when he exits, the door creaks closed. But while this is happening, they cut to her title card. And the thing that Lisa does in the title card, which I think you mentioned on a recent episode, is that she sort of squats. Did you notice what happened, Ronnie? Because she does... I saw the little title with her going, her squatting down, doing a little dance. And they coordinated the creaking to happen when she squats. So you see her squat and it goes... I was oh, like, I funny. saw that, editors. I saw what you did. You made it look like she like farted a little bit. I saw. But I do love that she's such a real housewife. She's like, okay, you roughing? Okay, go rough. Fresh, rough. Go fresh. Are you going to fresh? Are you going to fresh or rough? Okay, go do it. So then you see that on her stove, right right next to her stove, are three bottles of Vita tequila behind her fruit bowl. <laughs> what a what a convenient place to keep all your Vita tequila. Yeah. So John comes in, he's like, Hi. She's like, John, I didn't sleep all John. I didn't sleep. I mean I know it's my fault you didn't sleep either, but I it's just exhausting, okay? It's just exhausting. Hi Kendall. Hi that's my dog. Hi Kendall. Kendall. Kendall spelled D L E, yeah. Hey, you know what? I am like a 32-ounce big gulp right now. I am so drained, okay? I am so drained. I have no Diet Coke inside me. And I was expecting to go last night to Andres Potter and have a great time with my girlfriend. And I was blonde-sided, okay? I felt ambushed a little bit, okay? I was ambushed and blonde-sided. It was an actual blindsided, like when Sandra Bullock just tried as hard as she could, and then she still gets screwed over at the end of the movie. He's like, uh, that's not how blindside ends, honey. <laughs> but I didn't see it. I just assumed it was about Sandra Bullock trying to adopt a caterer and then getting stabbed in the back with a roast fork. She was yeah. just trying to help. Yeah, I felt like Sandra Bullock the time that she was driving a bus and caterers came on board and brought a bomb with her. I was blindsided. It's like, that's not the blind side either. That's that's speed. I don't do drugs. <laughs> what are you accusing me of? I'm feeling really weird right now. So John's like, um, the blind side was about football. I don't care, John. I felt ambushed, all right? He goes, well, you, you feel like that because you actually were ambushed. And she's like, yeah, like Sandra Bullock. In blindside, nope, she was not ambushed in blindside at but all. Like, like Sandra Bullock in that movie where she tore down buildings and she got a good reputation for it, but they gave all the credit to the men. It's like, no, that's not even the plot of Demolition Man, <laughs> and that's not the blindside either. <laughs> wow, what a waste of a Gucci outfit. Seriously. And that's like that movie with Sandra Bullock when she wore Gucci and then fell asleep for the whole movie. That's while you were sleeping is not about that at all. <laughs> she didn't sleep in that one. <laughs> she did. She wasn't the sleeping one. <laughs> so Angie started saying like you're trying to sabotage my van. And apparently she went to lunch with Whitney. And apparently I was the topic of a conversation. And apparently she said like Whitney thinks I apparently confided in her on apparently. Because Whitney is not coming in and having an opinion on my relationship with apparently Angie. <laughs> Whitney used the word manipulative apparently. Wait, did she use apparently or manipulative? She was she was manipulative apparently. apparently oh my she god! Was Whitney. Whitney. Apparently, apparently manipulative. It's like the parent trap of Sandra Bullock. She wasn't in that. <laughs> she well, not she, in that one. She wasn't. Oh, it's like that movie where Sandra took a dark hook and put ice cream in it and was like, "Look, hope float." Like that's not. It's not. The word doesn't even match. Hope doesn't match. Well, I don't know why Whitney was trying to insert herself into a 24-year-old relationship. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Whitney made comments like, 
you think you're better than me? And you think you're up here and I'm down here? And I think Whitney's been waiting for a moment to be like, I won. I won. I took something from Lisa. I can take Lisa's friends. And it'll be like, you lost. It's a crash. Like that movie, <laughs> Crash with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Actually, that's accurate. Good job, Lisa. <laughs> I'm rapidly running out of Sandra Bullock movies. I'm like, oh, my John, John is all impressed. She finally got one film right. And it was like the most depressing one out of all of them. I feel like she was in Crash, time. right? Yeah, she was in Crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. She was that sort movie. of like racist you know? Um, yeah. She was like rich and white and all that stuff. So uh, Lisa's like... <laughs> Lisa's... <laughs> This is like, um, I feel like every time I'm with, you know what's funny? I wrote, every time I'm with Lisa, she has a problem with me. But it's just funny to imagine Lisa so talking about that about herself. Every time I'm with myself, I have a problem with myself. <laughs> every time, every time I'm with Whitney, she has a problem with me. Um. Well, I don't know if this is like devil's advocate. Oh my God, I hated that movie. You know what? Seriously, why wasn't Sandra Bullock in that movie? <laughs> Charlize Theron? Who needs Charlize Theron? That's clearly a Sandra Bullock role. Um, but do you think if you actually got together with Whitney, you could work it out? Women, am I right? Women. I feel like I have been a great friend to her, just how Sandra Bullock was a great friend to George Clooney in Gravity, and they both survived, right? God, I would look good in a diaper. That's all I can think about. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gravity, a movie about someone who's afraid of falling over while going to 7 Eleven. <laughs> Remember that part where George Clooney got hit by flying styrofoam cups from 7 Eleven? <laughs> I felt so bad when that big gulp took out George Clooney and Gravity. I felt so bad when she went into the 7 Eleven and couldn't figure out how to get out. I thought she was going to die in there. Thank God that 7 Eleven <laughs> fell into the water. <laughs> Mary's all good. Riddance. I've never uh, seen that movie. <laughs> so she says that Whitney always has a problem with her and all this. And so the producer tells John, do you really think Lisa and Whitney can make it work? And he goes, well, obviously I like hanging out with Justin. So I hope so. <laughs> wow. This is the first time has ever been said about Justin. Like Someone's like, please work it out because I really want to hang out with Justin right now. Yeah. It's so much personality. <laughs> Um, so then um, Lisa agrees. She's like, this is unhealthy. It's toxic. That's a toxic. So she agrees to go make good with Whitney, which is hilarious because anybody who has a good friend named Sashaw Medea would know that Lisa fighting. was actually vindicated. And last week we were going on, like, look, obviously this is a believable story that Lisa can pull the power move of calling the caterer and having the caterer cancel. But apparently that is not what happened. Um, there were texts released. So there's like proof. And basically, I'll save us all 10 hours of me reading the internet. But basically what happened is Lisa got a text from this chick, Angie, and she said, and Angie was like, oh my God. Turns out, I like I just watch a show, and it turns out, like I'm totally related to Whitney. I just saw it on the show. Like we're both related to Shatterack. And Lisa says, "Don't claim her." So that's the big thing of like deny, deny Whitney, right? And then the next part is the caterer Aubrey. 
Aubrey got Aubrey. really upset. Aubrey got really upset and took to Instagram. And she said, this is all a lie. This Angie lady is just trying to make drama for the show. I never promised her I was going to do her event. We already had Lisa scheduled to come into our new restaurant. We were going to get publicity for the scene that we shot in our restaurant. Angie wanted everything for free for her party. So she arranged for Aubrey to call Dina, who is a producer at Bravo, so Dina gets on the phone. The caterer says, listen, I'm going to get publicity for my catering company, right? And she says, no, we can't promise you that because it's a catering company. Like, what are we supposed to say? Like, thank God for Aubrey and Marco. Like, no, you're not going to get that. But you can't do everything for free. So Aubrey said, no, I'm not going to do it. But I will hook you up with Marco's brother, who's also a good caterer. So she ended up getting them catering. So this all worked out. And Angie is just trying that said, well done, Angie. Well done, well done Angie. You well did done. a great job. You did a great job. Angie, congratulations. You took up 75% of the previously's on. So I don't <laughs> even know why you're not on this episode. You uh, did. But well done. But, you, did, you did exactly you know, what you needed to do. Lisa's only a season two housewife, but you can't out Lisa Elisa, unfortunately, you ma'am. Okay. No, you, you, you know, you tried it, but you still got barlowed at the end of yeah. the day but no one knows that on the show yet in, in filming time so lisa is still going to go through with this which seems weird right lisa's gonna go make up with whitney something is still wrong and you know that lisa's got some bullshit planned so yeah. let's see what it is speaking of whitney we now go over to her house where she's talking to her brooks because apparently she has a brooks as well something i sort of didn't really realize until just this moment that there's two brooks children on the show and brooks needs to do his homework and um, uh, he's only done 15 minutes of it. So anyway, um, she's also talking to her daughter, Bobby. And she's like, how was school, Bobby? She's like, boring as always. She's like, okay, cool. So then Mary shows up. And she has brought cookies. And Whitney is surprised because I think that Whitney is surprised because I, the way all of us are surprised that Mary knows how to do basic basic things in the kitchen, like turn on an oven or follow a recipe, right? And Mary's like, okay, yes, I, I love to bake. I love I, I love to bake. It's I, I love it. I love it all the time. And she's acting like Mary does this walk in like she's on a late night show and everybody is cheering in the audience. She walks in <laughs> like this. That's a way to live. That's that is how I want to live. I want to have an imaginary <laughs> late night audience. She's kind of nodding room. around the room, like up at the rafter, is like smiling. We're like me, me. Yep. <laughs> Um, so she announces she made cookies, and Whitney's like, I had no idea that Mary knew how to bake. <laughs> this woman is full of surprises. She leaves her closet. <laughs> and, oh. then, and then Whitney's like, we should have a cooking lesson from Mary one day. And Bobby's like, like today. Like today. She's like, I don't want to do homework. <laughs> Let's make cookies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Mary goes, today, I'm tired. I'm tired today. One of our members... From our church, their daughter had a crash <laughs> last night. And they're like, what? Like, they're just staring at her with concern. And she's like, she was ejected from the, the sunroof <laughs> and, and fell then, down into a neighborhood. <laughs> 30 feet drop off the freeway. And Bobby goes. And in her mind, the late night audience is like. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then Bobby goes, is she still alive? And when he goes, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and Mary's like, here. no. I'm excited to be no. here. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> excited to be <laughs> here. Everyone's like, huh? And then she goes, wear your seatbelt. 
She's like smiling, like laughing. She is, now that you say it, Ronnie, she is fully doing a routine and a late night audience is responding to her. It makes, right? It totally makes sense. Okay, the, I'm going to read you. responses. I'm going to read you the monologue and you be the audience reaction, okay? Oh, oh I wish so, I had sound. I wish I had audience sound effects. Maybe I do on my little, on my dashboard here because I think. I, I don't have audience. Okay. It's so okay. I'll, Just I'll go. It. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Just do it like that. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Today, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like light, light, light laughter from the audience. Okay. Because <sighs> one of the members from our church, their daughter, had a crash. <laughs> last night, last night, she was ejected from the sunroof. <laughs> She fell down into a neighborhood, 30 feet, dropped off the freeway. Is she still alive? No. No. Excited to be here. Wear your seatbelt. Yay! It's really hard to do uh, audience applause. You did a good job. I I I mean, look, it was hard. As someone who loves an audience, I felt like the audience could have been better, but I feel like you did a good job. I just felt like... It's not you, Ben, but like the audience. I was like, I was giving everything, and the audience yeah. like, why were you not standing? I was, I, mean, I was trying my best. Well, we can recreate it sometime when we have an actual audience. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So, um, yeah. So she tells this whole story. Uh, my favorite detail of this wacky story, which, if it's true, is very tragic. Um, is her saying that this person was ejected from the sunroof and fell down into a neighborhood? So I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's like an overpass of something, but like the idea it's of like, like falling the down Santa into Claus. A it just <laughs> yeah. sounds like the Santa Claus, right? Like they're wackily on like the Santa's sleigh flying over a city, and like a little kid is like dangling, falling off down into the city or whatever. That's what I was thinking. It was so odd. I mean, it was it sort of was like the previews for La Brea that are happening now, where like there's a crater on La Brea Ave, uh, at the La Brea Tar Pits in L.A. And it is the Tar Pits, it, right? Is that what yeah. it is? And then, like inside, is like a prehistoric world of some sort, according to the commercials. Oh, for Christ's sake! Is it possible that 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 Mary's just watching promos for NBC <laughs> content? <laughs> <laughs> is it just possible that she just she can't tell the difference between an NBC like? She just gets mad every time This Is Us comes on. She's like, I'm not them. I'm not them. (laughs) No, it isn't. Uh, So then um, Whitney and her kids are just like, okay. So then uh, Mary's like, wow, okay, that that feels good. Because now they go down to the basement and sit down. And so also undersell how truly amazing that little scene was. That was like one of the most amazing things we've seen. That was a classic. I mean, I've watched it uh, many times because it started going around on the internet last week. Yeah. And I thought we should make like a little meme for this. What can you say? What can you say? I thought about mashing it up with Erica (laughs) Jane because we have like two really fantastical car wreck stories going on on Bravo right now. But it's like, you know, you don't even need to. It just doesn't maybe we'll just them. do that. Maybe I could just put her. Um, maybe I could just put her telling the story and then put an audience to it, like laughing or something. Okay, like so anyway, crash. Yeah, it's just like crash. So then, anyway, so they go down, sit, sit down in the basement, and start talking, and um, Mary's just like, "Oh God, it feels good to sit down. I've been waiting for this all day." 
all day. <laughs> I love that she's complaining about having to deal with the lady who died, you know? Like, yeah. geez, Mary. So I she think- asked about Angie's house because she's like, I heard something <laughs> happened. Okay. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand because I want oh. to say something without interrupting okay. you, um, even though I actually think I interrupted you anyway. So um, I love that Mary says, so I heard that something happened at Angie's house last night and I'm completely out of the loop as if she weren't. Sh- Mary was there. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> Mary was actively there. <laughs> she still has no idea what happened at this party. I know because they all went into that room except for her, right? And uh, Jenny, maybe. So she was like stuck because everybody started making their way into that room for the big fight. So Whitney's like, well, me and Lisa have a history of saying, let's move on. And then, you know, all over nothing, issues come back. And she's like, I wonder why. (laughs) That kind of pains me. It's like, that pains you? Mary's more upset about this shit than some lady flying out her sunroof into a neighborhood. Yes. So Whitney's like, I have tried very hard. Well, uh, what did you do to offend her? And she, Whitney says, well, Lisa's mad because I'm friends and cousins with Angie. Um, and Mary says, well, I can only hope that that's not her mentality. Also, who is Angie? Did she go out of a sunroof recently? Well, I don't think that she will ever be in my interpersonal space. And Mary's like, well, if you know that, then why let all this other stuff breathe? I mean, you keep talking about it. You're letting her in. And she says that Whitney feels validated by Lisa because Lisa has a cool factor. And Whitney can see that. And so her insecurity and her youth makes her not know how to get to that friendship side when all she has to do is shut up. And she does the bold. She does the. <laughs> uh, Mary's actually correct on this one, I think. You know, because and when she asks, like, "Why do you let this breathe?" Whitney does that thing, which goes, "It's just who I am." I love when people do that. Like, I'm just too good of a person. So <laughs> yeah. Whitney says, um, "I know I don't like Lisa. She's not my vibe, but I also have this sense of needing some sort of respect or acceptance from her." And Mary basically is like, well, that tells me you want to be her friend. So you want her in your life. So Whitney is like, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Piano Oz, just some like, (laughs) 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 so it's Heather playing the piano, it turns out. Yes. This was a random, random scene. This reminded me of like that one moment in. Um, far and away when Nicole Kidman is playing Moonlight Sonata <laughs> and she's just like playing it like uh, uh, uh. I, for some reason I always I have not seen that movie in like 25 years but I always think of Nicole Kidman like anger piano playing like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> anyway I like uh, it because I'm still taking my, my COVID piano classes because I'm still just living like it's COVID eating pizza every day and you know <laughs> fucking around on the piano so I really liked it I felt a kinship with Heather at this moment I was like girl your four five one is really killing it. <laughs> yeah, she really was hitting some nice chords. Uh, also, I appreciated. Did you notice that next to the piano there was also like two violins on the wall? I was like, oh, she has a whole setup for a little concerto going on there. Yeah, she sure does. Um, so they go log into the online portal to see if Ashley has been accepted into school and. You want a new iPad from Amazon? Just click here and give me a social security number, honey. I was like, do not click on that shit. Confetti went off. You know Jen's yes. behind that shit. 
Yes, exactly. It's like when you go to rip something off of YouTube and you have to go to one of those sites like YTubeMate <laughs> and then like a window pops up that's like Flash installer and it's like, no, 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 I will not be I will not be fooled, UCSB. Also, yeah. I feel like this scene was shot on an iPhone and also, also it was. I think it was must have been like a producer was there or something. But here's another thing. Uh, a lot of I have a lot of hot takes, guys, today. And to this hot take for the scene. I like is, when you warn when you're like Guys, it's a hot. Take. I have something to say. It's a because I know this it's going to be hot. about. Ronnie, this is a big one. This is a big <laughs> okay. hot take. Okay. Okay, I'm braced. So when uh, they walked from the piano into the kitchen into the living room, something I never noticed before is that Heather's living room is like two stories tall. I oh, to me it always read as a single story living room, and so my hot take is um, Heather. Your living room is giving single story energy. Okay, let it like let it live its two story life. Okay, that was my hot take. Holy shit, that was a hot take. I just got labrayed. <laughs> it was. I was like shocked. I was like, that is a. I had no idea there was a sec. It was like a big open like two story living room. Yeah, she's, she's living the life. Dirty. She's been done dirty. They have not had any sort of like <laughs> big vertical like tilts with the camera, and she doesn't have any like ridiculous tall mirrors or things like that she's very much like a single story living room person <laughs> you're giving huh? me single story energy Heather, yeah okay i'm like live like let your living room like let it be the tall living room that it is yeah so she did get accepted into santa barbara so she's super excited and every school that she's applied it sounds like is basically in california so heather's like oh my god you could go to like so many different schools like this is crazy right now and she tells us she is so experiencing so much like she's just lived in this little one story but kind of two story at some point house it's like eating peanut butter and jelly every day and then suddenly she's going to the chuckarama buffet i cannot wait for her to see all the options and then feel terribly guilty afterwards <laughs> the chuckarama have you heard of the chuckarama buffet have- is that a thing I have not heard of it. Maybe it's some sort of uh, buffet that's exclusive to uh, pioneer ancestors and their <laughs> their descendants. I don't know. But then you can only bring guests that you like share some kind of DNA with. <laughs> you don't. And then ultimately, um, the scene ends with Heather and Ashley wondering, you know, if if people who get in get confetti what do people who get rejected get like just tear emojis coming down <laughs> which i thought was so he funny says, thumbs down rains down on them <laughs> so then so, it's snowing so jen is driven to a restaurant and then her assistant marilo comes and opens the door and puts an umbrella on her and walks her in and i just keep thinking you need to get paid because i know you're not getting paid marilo okay stop the ass kissing Let's be honest, Ooh. he's probably a fed. Just like Maybe in that movie, is. Miss Congeniality, where Sandra Bullock has to hold up an umbrella for someone to get to this, to find out who the criminal <laughs> is. To get into the beauty pageant, Marilo is a, secretly a beauty pageant person. <laughs> <laughs> so then they Ms. walk into this... Congeniality. So they walk into this empty restaurant and the lady goes, um, do you have a table? Yeah, bitch, I got 50 of them, okay? From the yes. looks of it. Okay, yes, and I work in a I, shop. And I have a follow-up to that in a moment. So like then, Absolutely uh, fabulous. You work in a shop, girl. You can drop the attitude, all right? <laughs> so Jen tells us, it's finally D-Day. I'm going to jail. Wait, I'm sorry. 
I'm going to sit down with Brooks. Um, and she's like, yeah, Brooks has finally agreed to fit me into his schedule to meet up. And we see a minute, uh, a week earlier that Jen had FaceTimed and with him and uh, well, with Meredith, well, she was FaceTiming Meredith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you did, it looks like one of, have you seen that commercial where the, the service is so bad on the phone that it keeps going out and the lady's like, yes. okay, well, don't worry about the office party. I mean, it's serious or something but it makes it like, sound like it's not serious it's not a costume and, I mean, party yeah it's not a costume party but it breaks up so she hears it's a costume party and she shows up in a costume that's how meredith looks in this scene it looks like the service is coming in and out because you just see her go <laughs> also <laughs> meredith has really like she's really embraced a memoji energy like she really looks like a memo is that what they're called the like the apple version where you know, people are doing a thumbs up like it's like a bitmoji but it's, i think it's memoji uh-huh. meredith is meredith is just sort of like a memoji at this point so she's like yeah well thumbs up. i'm excited for that she's um, also given up on pretending that her wigs even fit her damn head right like she's doing this thing now I don't know, is she putting Princess Leia buns on the side of her head and then putting on a wig? Her hair looks crazy, okay? She's, <laughs> she's her hair is best. going like this. Like there's she obviously has a it's up like there. <laughs> for Jen. She's like coming in with like a like a ten gallon hat. Like, like all right, Jen. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, so Jen's like, well, I hope that Brooks listens to me and doesn't pull a Meredith Marks and this turns into a 10-month apology tour again because I'm already on apology tour number two. Mm. So so then Meredith and Brooks show up and um, Mer- <laughs> Meredith is like in a bright red blazer and bell bottoms. And then they walk in the restaurant and the hostess, this is what I wrote down, the hostess goes, are you guys joining someone? I'm like, bitch, there's no one in the restaurant except for Jen Shaw. You think two separate camera crews are coming in here coincidentally? <laughs> but she tried it. You know, she she got her lines in, so that's good. She got her under five work for the day. So uh, Meredith goes, um, yes. So they walk in, and Jen's like, oh, my God, how are you? And Brooks is like, good, how are you? It's freezing out there. And he goes, yeah. yeah. So, well, actually, Jennifer, we have the weather hasn't discussed what sort of weather it is, whether it's freezing or warm. That's up for the weather to disclose, and not you, Jennifer. Who are you to label the weather? That weather is a toddler and does not need to be told who it is. I'm sick of the icing, the de icing, and the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so Meredith sits there and looks at Jen and Brooks is like mom I think we can like talk privately I mean we're fine I mean thank you for orchestrating everything <laughs> <laughs> and she's like alright I'm gonna go give them I'm gonna give them a little room and I'm gonna sit at the bar for a minute and if anyone needs me I'm right here I'm like yes we know cause you're still in frame and you're bright red like this entire conversation <laughs> she's sitting there Meredith is sitting there and doing such a bad job of like pretending that she's not eavesdropping she has her phone and she's texting like boop 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 <laughs> I'm texting right now you see her hand her hand is going up like six inches at a time like Text, 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 not listening at all. I'm doing my own thing because I'm a busy woman right now. She is full on doing the Ramona Singer phone swipe thing, right? Where she's like, (laughs) (laughs) So he just stares at her. He's like, he's just giving her that look, like, wow. And so she says, um, thank you for coming, Brooks. Um, 
I talked to your mom, and I didn't really understand what she was still hurt about, but then she told me, and it, like, broke my heart, because I didn't know any of the comments that were made that made you feel like that, and also, she told me about comments that were made by, like, my Twitter account and were liked by my team because I don't run my own social, so I told them I have to take responsibility because it's my team, so I just want to say I'm sorry for that, too, so I'm taking responsibility for not being responsible for anything that's happened, okay? Taking responsibility for saying things that you took the wrong way. So uh, he's like, yeah, well, my perception, it looks like you, it was you on social media. Like I had no clue it was someone on your team doing it. And I don't know how to articulate the pain I went through because of everything. He's just a small little <laughs> A baby! Mother. I have a breast waiting for you if you're hungry, honey. Right. Mother, I can do this myself. Okay, well, if you need anything, your binky is ready. So then we go to commercial and we come back and we get the Brooks monologue. He's like, I don't want to get emotional again because it was really difficult but i've been on my journey of self ex actually i can't do that because it's really long so basically he's (laughs) talking about yeah we'll be here we'll be here all day so basically he says he's on just journey of self-exploration and so to see people calling him names and using them as weapons like sissy bitch and stuff like that online is really has been very difficult. He can't even talk about it. And, you know, what he said about what she said about him, people just took that as truth and talked about like that. And it just hurt him because he didn't have a voice in all this. And his voice was being taken away from me. And she stole his voice. I was like, okay, you are a gay teenager because you just turned yourself into Ariel, the mermaid. (laughs) Also, this is your 10th scene on a show that's not about you. So uh, Jen's like, well, I would never want you to feel like I somehow outed you. Did I out you by any chance? Oh, you're not out? Okay. The only reason why I made any sort of comments, not and. I'm saying that I made comments is because my teammate, I actually don't know how to talk. What you're hearing right now is a simulation of my voice. Um, <laughs> this is, there's someone behind me who's, who's moving my chin and someone else who's speaking through wire. Okay. But what that person is saying is that, you know, it's just that like I made comments because someone would ask me about my vagina and I would say, oh, well, he probably hasn't even seen a vagina. And I know meant no way meant referring to your sexuality or anything negative. I was just referring to the fact that you don't understand anatomy because you're a very dumb young boy. That's all. He's just listening to her combing his hair with a fork. <laughs> and she's like, um, listen, you what poor you unfortunate it? soul. Okay. <laughs> I literally, like, I didn't want to talk about my vagina. So I deflected it and then I moved on, like, not knowing what you were going through. <sighs> but now I do. And I can see how that would hurt you. And I'm sorry. And I'm also sorry if you saw my GG. Okay. I'm going to say GG because it's like the cute way of sounding of saying okay. vagina. Is that okay, okay with you, Gigi? Oh my God. I love Gigi Hadid. That is so cute. That is so mm-hmm. cute. So uh, he's like, thank you. And so Jen starts to cry and he goes, oh, I don't want you to be upset without my camera nearby. I want to put it on the gram. Hold on one second. Okay, now you can cry. <laughs> cry. Cry to my camera. <laughs> and she's like, this has been on my heart forever. I mean, not mine, because I really didn't know it was happening, but like my team's heart. It was on my team's heart. My team was so, hurt. Actually, so I just bought a heart CD 
And then I was talking about this and I printed out what I wanted to say and I put it on the CD and I was like, where's my CD? It turns out this was actually on my heart CD. So that's what I meant. <laughs> so Meredith is like, all I really wanted from this is peace from my child. <laughs> to see that they came to some sort of understanding for me was a massive relief. And Jennifer didn't even have to say, open up the hangar. Here comes the apology plane. Here it comes. She could just tell <laughs> he could eat the apology like a big boy. Oh my gosh. I mean, maybe it's because I've been living in Texas and that's some added stress, but I don't love hearing anybody apologize for their vagina, okay? And I'm so sorry, sir, that you got your feelings hurt, but you are purposely coming on to a Real Housewives show over and over, starting shit with one of the Real Housewives, and then continuing it into season two until you get a sit down with the said housewife. I'll yeah, be I, I'll be crying over here. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that, but I think that ultimately Jen Shaw is an idiot for. She was. I, I do not believe it's her team, and if it was her team, she was way too. It took her oh, way too long to come shit. to the realization that like it was bullshit. That yeah. she, it was her. At the end of the day, it's still her friend's son, and she. It's either like you either go whole hog and you just you're like I'm gonna be an evil person who's going to mock my friend's son. Or you, uh, or you are just like, oh fuck! Like I really fucked up. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. The caffeine's hitting me. But well, I agree with you. I mean, it's totally <laughs> I had gross some of really her. Good point, by the way. It was uh, well, it's totally, it's totally gross of her to go after someone's kid and all that. I totally agree with that. And Jen is, you know, Jen. She's vile, and she's even. There was some stuff um, about her private messaging someone, and someone saying, "Well, is that guy on your staff gay?" And her saying, well, he's married, but he did leave the office early to get Britney tickets, if that tells you anything. So she's really just always gross. So that's not even in question for me. But Brooke still just makes me fucking crazy. Brooke's he makes not me fucking innocent crazy. in this situation. And he is a 21-year-old young man. Baby. Actually, child. So, child. I mean, my God. <laughs> they still mushing up his bananas, for Christ's yeah. sake. Leave the boy alone! Uh, yeah, so ultimately, everything ends positively, um, and Jen's like, it was completely my fault, the things that, I was just deflecting my j- vagina, I was just deflecting my vagina. So, now, if you really want to get into the gross stuff, it's time for Guys Night. This is Salt Lake City's Ugh. attempt to recreate the magic of New Jersey, which, to be honest, I don't love the Guys Nights on New Jersey as much as everyone else does, but if we're going to talk about Guys Nights, they are kind of like the the... The high watermark on Bravo for guys' nights, right? It's either them or like PK and Mauricio. Right? Yeah, PK and Mauricio are making an attempt, and they're doing a pretty good job. But you can't do this in Salt Lake City; it just doesn't work. I mean, guys' night is where you get wasted, you talk about strippers, you joke about all the girls around you you want to fuck because you know your wife is going to kill you. And these guys are just like repressed Utah guys, so they're <laughs> yeah. like. Uh, oh my god, we went to casino night. <laughs> Can we even talk about it? John and Justin look terrified to be in this scene without their wives. And uh, Coach Shaw is like, oh god. Actually, he looks relieved. He's like, I don't have to be, I don't have to be party to some crime right now. I can be in this bar. This- <laughs> He's like, you know, I just put down the shovel. I mean, I've been out there for 19 hours straight. So thank you for having me. <laughs> he just actually shoveled his way to the bar. So, um, so the only one who seems to- a little a little hole cover opens in the floor, and he's like, "Hi guys, good to see all of you." <laughs> he just comes on out. The only one who seems to truly be happy to be there, of course, is Seth, who comes in like a sitcom into the bar and goes, 
hey, 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 hey. And it's like, yeah. oh, God. I've... Seth is always on guys' night with himself. He just comes in all <laughs> fucked up. He's like, yeah, guys' night. It's like a casino. I never met one I didn't like. I love every guy's night. And he's yeah. telling us this. And he's wearing a jacket with a button and then a big ribbon that says Brooks Marks. Brooks Marks. So Brooks Marks, that's sarcastic, uh, right? Is, no, I think this is like he's supporting his son's um, fashion endeavor. Well, I and as he should, because one thing that does not get written up in Vogue is that this is the first ever blazer designed by an actual baby. Okay, baby designed this blazer <laughs> and should be respected. Okay? Here's the boss baby right here, Pixar motherfuckers. Okay, you know, <laughs> you know what he did? He took out a label maker and punched a made a label that said Brooks Marks, punch a hole in it, and taped one side on the inside of blazer attached the other side to a lapel button and you know what we call that action fashion so do you think that he really designed this blazer is this an actual blazer that he designed because if it is i'm sorry but i've never seen a man look more like kermit the frog in a blazer <laughs> okay michigan j frog is so mad he did not refer to him he's like i'm the one in evening wear so mm. um anyway so seth comes in and he's saying like you said before, he's just saying weird shit. He he says, "Hey, what's up? What up, JB? What up, JR? Great initials, great initials." I'm like, I just sort of can tell. This is the way he also starts off every business meeting, right? Like, oh, hey totally, a hundred percent. Thanks for meeting me here. I got my samples, JR, MB, LS. Love those initials, guys. Let's talk some. Hey meetings, guys, shall we? listen. Pie charts are like a casino. I never met one I didn't like. All right, let's get on with it, JB. Whip it up. Whip it up, JB. Okay, for the guy's night to be a guy's night, I'm talking, I'm not talking to your wife. You're not talking about my wife. Let's be guys, right? Hey, let's be guys. So LBG, love those initials. LBG. <laughs> So they take the script from Jersey where they're like, women, am I right? Like, they do that. Like, the woman is so crazy, am I right? And they're like, yeah, it would be so nice if we could just all hang out and everybody got along. And so then it's really awkward and pausey and everybody's just kind of sitting there. And so John's like, anything good since we all hung out? I ended up showing my wife the blind side, which I guess was the first. She was on her phone the whole time, but hopefully some of it got through. John, by the way, I don't think John knows what to do with himself because he's like he orders an old fashioned and then he's like with an aho, please. I'm like they're like, oh, you get it with tequila. He's like, yeah, it's really good. It's like, is this your first time ordering an old fashioned? Yes, <laughs> it's the first time ordering for himself at all. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what to do with himself. Um, so yeah, so there's <laughs> like, sorry, sir, your wife called. We've got a grilled cheese and a martini glass for you. Okay, I'm like, oh, like that that sounds better. John, sounds John, better. you know what? You can make up for it. Why don't you lead us in a toast? He's like, uh, okay. Let's force some good friendships. Which, by the way, weird thing to say. Let's force some good friendships. Deal with stress, whether we cause it or not, and have hell of a lot of fun. It's like, John, was that your first toast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She doesn't even let me eat toast. So this was big. <laughs> what what do you mean by force some good friendships? Um I'm not sure. I'm just trying to remember things I saw on the magnetic poetry on the fridge today. <laughs> <laughs> that Lisa wrote. 
Let's pour some good friendships. Deal with stress whether we cause it or not. And fresh wealth, okay? Yeah. So then there, John's like, so anything good since we hung out? And Seth is like, uh, how about we start with this? Everyone still married? <laughs> still married? <laughs> Bye. Huh? How about that? How about that? Huh? How about that? You know what? From the outside looking in, he's talking to Justin. He goes, from the outside looking in, yours looks the best, huh? Huh? Because you have a freaking stripper pole in your house, huh? 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 Yeah, he's got like the hot young wife at the stripper pole. Seth, this is going to go over great at home, by the way. Um, And uh, Justin's like, you know, there's only certain occasions I jump on that stripper pole. I mean, I don't really know what I'm doing up there. Really? I would never guess, Justin. (laughs) You just seem seem like such a natural on a pole. So then watching watching Justin on a pole would be like watching like Rudy Giuliani taking the stage at scores or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's not the. It's not meant to be. Not meant to Not be. Not meant to be. So Seth's like, so do you still have a sex life with your hot wife? And he's like, well, actually, that's interesting that you say that because, like, it's literally like it's literally just taking a pause because, you know, Whitney's schedule is just crazy. And then we just actually had a discussion to get that going on again. So Seth is like, okay, I was hoping for more of an image that I could jerk off to later tonight. But that, okay, <laughs> that works too. Hey, my deal, my so my deal with Meredith is I can have sex with her anytime I want, as long as I don't wake her up. Huh? Huh? Anyone? Anyone? Oh my god, assault. How bonding. What a fun bonding experience. Seth is, by the way, this is what Seth reminds me of. He reminds me of the kid in high school who is not the most popular one, but is like friends with the most popular one and is the one who hosts all the parties, right? So he always is doing the things that sort of like sound like the thing the cool guy the coolest guy says but kind of always overshoots and it's, always yes it's just cringe it yeah you know? it's like yeah fuck her while she's sleeping okay so <laughs> that's a rape confession that's rape okay that's right yeah You're raping but thanks and he's like so justin what about you you have sex with your wife while she's still awake and he's like not really but meaning like i never have sex with my wife you know and Sharif is like hiding. He's like, this is the most crash shit in America. He's like, he's like, I have a semi-public position. <laughs> like, I know. Oh he's like, this God. is this is cringe for me. And I coach football players. Okay. <laughs> I literally am in locker rooms every day. And this, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is cringe for me. And I live with a future felon. Okay. <laughs> My wife yeah. is going to jail and this is more embarrassing. Hey, what are you doing over there, Sharif? He's like, shoveling. I'm shoveling the carpet. <laughs> Just shoveling the carpet over here. Don't mind me. I'd like to make a toast. Shovels are pretty. I like butterflies. The wall is nice. All right, we'll work on that, John. We'll work on that, John. So Shah's like, you know, I just, look, our sweet wives got to recognize what we're doing, you know? I mean, look at us, you know? And can't we just all have a good time? They started off beautifully, and then that just deteriorated. But if they're happy, we're happy. So what do we think, guys? What do we think? And everybody just pauses. Nobody answers. And then we see, like, what they're thinking. And it's just their wives losing it on each other, you know? Also, I really didn't like Coach Shaw saying multiple times, our sweet wives, our sweet wives. <laughs> Please stop calling them sweet wives. <laughs> Have you seen the way they interact? <laughs> they are not sweet. So um, now we go to Jenny. Well, he's that kind of guy who's like, I say sweet wives because you can't say like 
uh, those bitches we married, you know? So it's like, you know that that's <laughs> what balance. he's not saying. So when he's saying our sweet wives, it sounds like that's what he's saying. Does that make any yeah. sense? So now we go to Jenny, who, uh, this is big. It's Jenny's first scene at Cucina T- Toscana. One of big. the one of the pillars of the Salt Lake community, you know? <laughs> Cucina Toscana. Yeah, it's big. So Jenny goes with Whitney. And Whitney, basically, it's very awkward because they don't really know each other. And um, they talk about having their own business and how Jenny used to have five different medical clinics. And Whitney's like, I respect that because I have been a traditional wife. But now that dynamic is changing, like cooking and cleaning and laundering. His version of cooking is ordering Domino's. Hell! Kachina Toscana's like, you're ordering Domino's and we're just barely getting by in this pandemic. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So then they're talking about how Whitney wants more kids, but Justin got snipped. And Jenny's like, oh, well, that's funny because my husband wants more kids, but I don't want any more kids. And Dewey's Dewey's in his 50s, but she's only in her 40s. And she's like, you know what? When we were younger, we had lots of ambition. We wanted a big family. We wanted to travel. We want to have sex five times a day. But like, I don't, I don't want that now. I, I don't want the baby fat. I work too hard for this body. I don't want that anymore. Yeah. And um, she doesn't want to be pregnant. She doesn't want to do surrogacy. Like, she doesn't want to deal with any of this stuff. And Whitney's, Whitney's like, okay, that was a fun conversation. Did I do my Domino's joke? You did. <laughs> How did it go? It killed. Okay, let's talk about Lisa. I was hesitant to come to lunch with you because you are Lisa's friends, and we have our herstory, which is like history, but with girls. Jenny's like, okay, well, (laughs) I'll just wrap up talking about my own personal traumas and struggles, and we can talk about you and Lisa. That's fine. So uh, Jenny is like, well, did you guys start off on the wrong foot? Uh, like, you know, I think that Lisa is very fun to hang out with. And, but something about Lisa, some, something with Lisa is that she doesn't like to talk about people and assume stuff. And she doesn't want to feel like she's giving you the wrong information. She wants to make sure she has the facts before she opens her mouth. Which doesn't really make any sense. I don't know why she's saying that. But yeah. she basically sounds like Lisa. She's saying whatever Lisa told her, right? Like, Bueller's you know giving what? you an amen. Bueller's giving you an amen, by the way. Yes, let me look at it. Yes. Bueller. Oh, and then he followed it up with a yawn. Oh, really? Are you bored, Bueller? Are you bored? Hi, Bueller. Hi, Bueller. Hi, Bueller. Bueller's like, get back to the show. Love you. Why do you do that? I cover the camera so I don't look at how cute Bueller, or I cover my face on the screen so I don't have to look at myself. Okay. (laughs) Point is, uh, I think Lisa told her, like, all right, listen to her. I just want you to tell her that, like, I don't even know her. Like, she shouldn't assume things about me because, like, she doesn't even know me. So why would you assume that she knows what I'm saying? So she's like, well, Lisa likes to know what is going on and not say things that she doesn't know about. (laughs) <laughs> okay well thanks for trying Lisa a good Lisa is like maybe like a Bigfoot there have been sightings you believe it but you've never seen it because shoes really only go up to size 11 uh, that's the wrong Bigfoot Whitney <laughs> huh did I get the joke did I do the joke right no Whitney is like Bigfoot you've heard of it but you've never seen it but then one morning you see it made out of three balls of snow with a carrot for a nose on your driveway. And you're like, whoa, I see Bigfoot. Uh, it's uh, Frosty the Snowman, no, actually, no, I, Whitney. 
I I got it. Lisa, Lisa is like Bigfoot. You go and you can get it. You can get it toasted or not toasted, and put whatever toppings you want. But for me, I always do six inch. Uh, you're talking about foot long sub subway, <laughs> not Bigfoot. Bigfoot, like you hear about it, but then you never see it. But then one day. You're pushing your cart around, and you're like, oh my god, are those deck umbrellas really only $2? That's actually big lots. (laughs) With me. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) Heyo! Heyo, Domino's. So, uh, (laughs) she's like, all her friends say she has these redeeming qualities, and she's amazing, but she does not allow me to see that. And Jenny says, well, you know, communication without listening to each other is not going to be effective, you know? Um, and Whitney says, well, the fascinating thing with Lisa is that we don't want to listen to each other. It's like if a pizza and a Bigfoot got... Jenny's like, no, don't don't go down. <laughs> just don't. stop. Yeah, just stop. stop. <laughs> uh, you're really... Now I really don't want to reproduce. Okay? You're making this look more pointless than ever. But thank you. Um, so then we get a shot of the city, more choir music, and then I saw the funniest fucking street sign. Did you see this? No. They do street signs in Comic Sans font. Wow. In this town. Are you fucking kidding me? Slipside Lane in Comic Sans, sir. <laughs> Okay, I'm more of. I didn't even know what to write after this. I had to rewind it ten times because I was like, "Seriously, comic sense." I feel like that was a task for Ashley's school. I can imagine that there was a scene, like on the Secrets episode. You know, there's a scene where it's like, "So today, I really wanted to stay, but Ashley and all her friends have been given the job." Of remaking all the signs in Salt Lake City, and they've chosen Comic Sans, so it's going to be wonderful. So if you see a stop sign and it's in Comic Sans, don't worry, it's real. Your city needs to get some damn crime is what needs to happen, okay? This is what your city this is what your city oh, hall s- council it- meetings are, to deciding to change font on street signs. Get some crime. I am seeing this. Ronnie sent me the picture. It is very much like <laughs> it's like a Snoopy font. It looks like it's peanuts. Yeah, it's like comic sans mixed with like Jillian. You know, like the handwritten <laughs> fonts or whatever. It's like very whimsical. It's like, well, congratulations, you made it to the mountain for skiing. And that's Which actually we did. <laughs> did. We did it. That's we're having fun. So now Heather and Meredith are skiing. And I wrote down, we, we just see a montage of them just skiing on the slopes. And I said the music, I described it as a Trixie rapture. Because it's like, it's like Trixie going down there. I actually don't remember how it sounded. I just said it was rapturous. Oh, so they're skiing. And Heather's like, well, you know, Meredith is like, she has better form for sure. But I have bigger balls. <laughs> um, so then they ski, and Meredith does really ski like she talks. Like, <laughs> she's like, ah, ah, snow plow, <laughs> ah, left, right, left. Well, I never said either way if I was gonna be going through those slalom flags. It's not a bunny hill, please. I've got a toddler at home. Well, we're not Beverly Hills, but it doesn't mean I won't ski a diamond. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so they wind so, up ultimately yeah. at a. Uh, they, 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 
they wind up popping a squat outside of a place called Last Chance Lodge, which I thought was funny for a few reasons. First of all, I feel like with skiing, I don't want to say Last Chance. Uh, yeah, and you so don't I- want to say that. People could die. Also, is this where Last Chance Kitchen is filmed? Like, I'm imagining Tom Colicchio's inside. I'm like, oh, well, guess what? Well, we, we always say we'll see you at Last Chance Kitchen. And you guys are finally decided to come to Last Chance Kitchen. Thank you. Welcome, Heather and Meg. Hello, not chefs. For today's quick fire challenge, I want all of you to pronounce charcuterie correctly. Meredith's like, can I get a charcuterie? <laughs> you did it, although that was kind of cheating since I just told you. Darn. Hi, chefs. For today's challenge, we're going to roll Gail down a ski slope, and when she gets to the bottom, you have to cover her with the topping. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um so heather's like oh my god this feels like a great place to meet men i mean this is where they end the run and meredith is like but they're covered in head to toe how would you know which one you like and she's like having them disguised is part of the appeal <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my ex i'm really not that picky about looks <laughs> so uh heather's talking about ashley getting into ucsb and everything and meredith I thought this was an odd thing for Meredith to say about UCSB right after Ashley just got in. She goes, well, I remember when Brooks was considering it and he didn't even know anyone going there. And I don't think any of my children even knew. I mean, what is Santa Barbara? Is this a university of a soap opera? I don't get it. <laughs> Are you worried? And she's wearing a Chanel helmet, which is just so the show. So um, Meredith talks about Her- Heather's like, well, you know, how did you have a conversation with Chloe? I mean, when you sent her off about, you know, like getting it in the pokey, poking it in the, you know, in and out. And then that's the thing, right? It's like, sex? Well, my kids were very open with me about what went on sexually and how they got from point A to B to C to being told that they hope someone slaps their pussy bitch face on Twitter. So, <laughs> My kids have been very open about what they do sexually with me, although we still have not had a conversation either way about what their sexual orientation is, so we just have to make assumptions. But no, but they're very open otherwise. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so Heather's like, no, I mean, I haven't had that conversation. I am just, I was, I just raised them so Mormon, it wasn't a concern because she wasn't going to have sex till she was married. And then I guess she could just get married and then the guy could just, you know, honk her boobs and then she'd just figure out what that was supposed to mean. You know, that's how it works, right? Well, sounds like a real good time girl explanation of sex, but unfortunately it's not. Uh, can you say the word sex to me? No, I can't. No, no, I will not Mm -hmm. say that. Sex, say it. Sex, sex, Mm -mm. sex. Mm -mm. No, I just don't want to even talk about it because, like, talking about it feels like it's a permission slip. Like, you know, or or that if we talk about it, but they're not having sex, that something's wrong with them because we talked about it. Now they know what sex is, and then they're not having it. So what's wrong? It's like if you don't know what pizza is, but then someone explains that it's doughy bread with cheese and sauce all over it. All you can think about are pizza. All I can think about is pizza. I'll be right back. Actually, <laughs> you know. Then Heather tells us the first time I really figured out what sex was, I was over at my friend's house, and we were watching Taps, and we knew when what time the naked scene was gonna come on, so we held a held a towel over the screen so we wouldn't see the boobs but then but then like but then my friend showed me a book and all i remember was that it was a pop-up book and it had two chickens and i was like is this what happened during the tap scene and they're like no keep watching what happens with the chickens and then the chickens said you can't handle the truth and that was another tom cruise movie and the point is this whenever i think of tom cruise i think of chickens having sex (laughs) 
<laughs> Nicole Kidman is at home like, me too, darling. Me too. <laughs> you know, a year ago, I would have been horrified at the idea of my daughter having sex before getting married. And now I'm horrified of her not having sex because I want her to have lots of sex and go from peanut butter and jellies to the buffet. And I guess what I'm saying is I want her to have sex on a buffet sometime. <laughs> Well, one message I can send to you right now is that you really need to get them to talk to you and also tell them to always have condoms. Always have condoms. And she goes, you gave your kids condoms? She's like, absolutely. You just came home and said, here's some Capri Sun and some condoms. Well, I've never been a big proponent of juice, <laughs> but I am a proponent of condoms. <laughs> so then um, Lisa shows up to the Alpine Bar for what? Fresh baked pies. It's a very big scene for pies. Big pies. Hi, pies. Hi, pies. Hi. Is Sarah here? And then Sarah comes out. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Nothing like gin and pie. Gin and pie. Love that. Love that. You know what? John Barlow gives great advice, and so I'm taking it. If there was a possibility of having good energy with Brittany, hmm. That girl, I'm reaching out to her. Also, you know what? You can't spell new beginnings without G-I-N. Wink, wink. So Whitney shows So Vita's up. coming out with Jen, right? Oh, Obviously. yeah, that's what we have to imagine. Vita, Jen. Well, yeah, Obviously. So um, Whitney shows up and she's wearing these jeans where there's that certain style of jean that I've seen late, lately where like the, um, the sides of the jean are fully cut out. So you have like the inner jean pant leg is still intact but the outer is not there anymore and so i've seen right. that style i know that's a style i think it looks crazy but i know it's a thing people wear but but whitney yeah. was like i'm gonna take that style and i'm gonna one-up it by filling in the that that the cutouts with some sort of like sheer tool or twill or Lace. whatever lacy uh. sheer fat so she's just sort of like wearing like a weird it's like her it's like both of her legs are lesbians getting married to each other? It's like a, it's like a two wedding dresses on each leg, you know, sort of fanning out. <laughs> it was definitely a weird outfit. <laughs> uh, so she, <laughs> I'm still two lesbians. Well, I'm doing like lesbian math in, in my head. I'm, well, I'm just imagining two wedding gowns getting married with the legs. The legs are yeah. They don't have to actually be. There was never a conversation either way on what yeah. the legs. No one asks those jeans what their sexual. <laughs> I'm sick um, of the I'm sick of the deflecting and reflecting and the lies about those genes. Um just just a general note to any server out there who might encounter me in real life. Um if I'm sitting at one of your tables and you say something like this to me, "Oh, don't worry, we have the botanicals pulled for your drink." Go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> That's what I have to say to you. The botanicals for my drink. Get the fuck out of here with your botanicals for my drink. I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Because they that. have all these grains and flowers and stuff that they're doing for, like, the homemade gin experience. Like, I don't oh, need the experience. Just get bold. me the goddamn Diet Coke. Okay? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. need the botan- the saccharin botanicals sitting in the middle of the table. Okay? Just go jerk off at- in your own home. Okay? Yeah. I need you and jerking po- off all over my table. 
and I apologize to everyone. I just realized I lifted up my iced coffee and put it literally next to the microphone. So you could, all you could hear on my end was just like ice sloshing around. I apologize. But I wanted to give the real feeling like you were sitting there at a gin tasting. You know, you hear the sounds of botanicals. Oh my God, that sounded like the botanicals were already appalled. It sounded like a Diet Coke. It sounded like a Diet Coke. Anyway. Hey, Whitney, how's it going? She's like, good. And Whitney's (laughs) nervous because it's their first girl's day. And she goes, I'm really curious to find out why Lisa wants to meet up with this. (laughs) And uh, which is a reference to last episode when Lisa said, why do you want to hang out with us? So she goes, do you like John? I hope you like John. I love Jen Shaw. Although we have a rocky relationship. No, not Jen. John. 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 Do you like John? Her husband is very nice, which is why it's important that we. No, not John. Jen. John. John. John, okay, look, I think I have new beginnings. So I was hoping this would jumpstart us in that direction of new beginnings. Because you know John had so much fun with Justin at Boys Night? John was hanging out with Jen at Boys Night. No! Jen, John! John, Jen! Come on, what now? <laughs> so, okay, he was like, Justin and I were joking about you and what now becoming friends. And I'm like, I don't think we were friends. I thought we were friends. Are we friends? Are we friends? Ha, ha, ha. And she's just doing this like smile thing and like winks at Whitney. And Whitney's like, uh, <laughs> she, Lisa's laughing and Whitney's not. And Whitney goes, um, my perspective is that we're not friends. And Lisa's smile just drops and she's like, <laughs> Bella? Wow. Well, there's a lot of misinterpretations that happen with my intentions. And I feel, though everyone knows what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, I just don't always think that's accurate. And if we could get to a plus where you and I understand each other and we could be like that Sandra Bullock film, extremely close and incredibly upfront, what's it called again? That would be great. I'm sorry to interrupt, but can I get a drink order from you guys? The waitress. And Whitney's like, <laughs> thank you. So do you, you know what? Do you, um, I'm sorry. Do you have a guy shave your classing? What am I writing here? I got jumbled do you guys on my have iPad. A, do you guys have a classic PG&E? You know, it's a cocktail that's inspired by an energy company. Uh, no. What about a PG&T? Yeah, we got that. Great. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's so good. What about your what about your pies? Do you have the maple bourbon pecan or the apple pie? Uh we sure do. Oh, we'll take one of each. We'll take one of each. And Whitney's like, um, well, a larger piece of of apple because I'm allergic to pecans. Oh, allergic. That's like my friend. If that reminds me of that movie where Sandra Bullock is allergic to fish, it's called the net, because that's how she gets the fish. It's called the net. <laughs> So we don't need an EpiPen, do you? Because, like, okay, tell me, are you allergic? Are you allergic to pecans like um, you need an EpiPen? Or are you allergic to pecans like you're allergic to fashion? Because, like, <laughs> it's, like, offensive, but it doesn't really kill you. More more like it kills my eyes more than it kills you. Which is that? When he's like, um... Winnie, why don't you just say no pecan? I'm allergic to it. Order something else. Why are you still getting a slice of pecan pie? You're giving her way too much power in this situation, right? It's like that movie with Sandra Bullock called Two Weeks Notice about the woman who has to call and give two weeks notice before she goes into a restaurant so she doesn't eat anything that would kill her. Great movie. Great movie. 
You know, it's like two leaks notice where you have to give leaks notice that like someone's coming in allergic to pecans because leaks are like, I'm not getting eaten today. But then some dumb bitch doesn't know fashion comes in and is like, I'm allergic to pecans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like that movie, Practical Magic. It's where they use magic in practical situations. So pecan pie arrives, but you're allergic. So use magic to turn into more apple pie. I love that movie. Finally, magic used practically. <laughs> oh, so Whitney's like, so, um, let's talk. And she's like, well, depending on this conversation, you might need an EpiPen, right? So Whitney's like, look. Do you have a problem with me? Is there something about me that bothers you? Well, puffy sleeves. Besides the puffy sleeves. Well, I mean, the Daisy Duke pants with the silk. Only on the outer thighs a little. Besides the Daisy Duke pants. That was really long. I don't want to repeat all of that. Okay, no. But other than that, no. Nothing. Nothing bothers me, Whitney. I love Whitney. I mean, this is crazy. Like, I love Whitney. Everybody, listen to me. I love Whitney. She's amazing. She's like a four top at a restaurant. I love that, right? So she's like, I want to understand why the other night at casino night, when I walked into the room, you go, what is this doing here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't mm. mean it like that. Mm-mm. The problem was I didn't want anyone else coming to our conversation. So I meant was like, what is this stupid woman doing here? So I should have said this stupid woman who probably wears bad jeans and as part of if you were to put it with heather she would make bad weather like a force of nature oh i love that movie yeah i just meant like you know what is this doorknob doing here you know like a knob like you whitney come on i meant it in a good way okay (laughs) i have a name and when you say very rude things how am i misunderstanding your intention you're so right Cloris, that's your name, right? Cloris? <laughs> well, I think from my perspective, like, I just feel like everyone thinks that they know what I'm thinking and, like, what I'm feeling, but, like, they don't really know what I'm thinking. What am I thinking right now? About pecans. Oh my god, you're right! Okay, yeah. so in that situation, you literally did know, but, <laughs> like, normally mind. people don't know. Okay, right now, what am I thinking? Diet Coke. Big gulp. Yes, big gulp of Diet Coke. Oh my God, you're actually really good at this. Yeah, we actually should be friends. Although I thought we already were friends. That's so funny. So uh, when he goes, well, I'm just not saying like, I'm not just saying what I feel about you to be rude. You like, you told Angie, don't claim her as a cousin. But like, how does that look like you're being misinterpreted? Like, oh, No, no. What I meant was like, okay, you know, like when you go to a party and then you leave your coat at bag check and then you're walking away and you're like, I just left my coat at bag check. And then your friend is like, that coat is hideous, ugly, stupid, and nobody likes it. Don't claim it. That's what I meant. I mean, what's the big deal? Yeah, I've been friends with Angie for 25 years. And if I saw her having discard with someone else, I would never seek out that person. And I felt like she was seeking you out, which is crazy because I'm having discard with you. And like, I think that's why you're sensing my defensive energy because I was like, Angie, like, if you already have a Lamborghini in your garage, why do you want a shitty scooter with a broken wheel? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Now, this is the part where she was actually honest, because most of this, Lisa's just like, what? I totally like you. No, you don't. You hate her, and she hates you. So just say, I don't like you because you're a dumb hooker who's always trying to come into my business, and you need to step the fuck off, lady, and then asking me why I don't like you. I don't like you because you're a jerk to me, okay? That's why I don't like you. But instead, she's like, what? What? This is all crazy. So it's nice to hear her at least be honest when she's like, listen, that's my friend. And so I'm like, obviously, you're seeking out this bitch who hates me. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Are you trying to gang up with this girl and take me down? Which is exactly what you two motherfuckers are trying to do. Okay? Yeah. That's what. So, um, yeah. So she's basically like, Whitney, I think we have a bunch of miscommunications. And I felt no anger towards you. No hostility. And I feel nothing but like, oh, gosh, she doesn't got me. But you have never allowed me to get you. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, and I'll also give you this pecan pie. Have some pecan pie. You'll love it. Try it. Try it. You are like crossword puzzles. You have drove me crazy at times. Oh, sorry. That wasn't my intention, stupid face. But listen, I'm like a slice of 7-Eleven pizza. I don't mean to make you sick, but sometimes I do, and I'm way better when you're drunk. So that's it, okay? <laughs> Who doesn't like 7-Eleven pizza? Am I right? I haven't been wanting to get to know you, but... Like a hot dog at a 7-Eleven, rolling around and around and around on those things, I keep finding myself being bothered by you over and over again, and irritated by you. So, I'm trying to really dive into what that does mean, because that tells me that I want to be your friend. And all of your friends tell me you're amazing, and I want to get to know the Lisa. The Lisa that's like the hot dog on the rollers at 7-Eleven. Uh, so where do we go from here? Because like I'm open to getting to know you better. Listen, I'm a Saj. Like I'm free. I'm fun. Like I wanna like fully be Saj with you. Like let's go to a racetrack and drive 45 miles per hour around the loop. Okay, tell me this little. Just answer this little quiz question: womb or a chair? I don't know. Both. Yes, womb chair. We can be friends. We're going to be best friends now, okay? Yeah, because I am a Libra. Oh, that's lame. But you know what? Sages fly, so maybe we could fly together. Sages and Libras. I'll walk back to coach every once in a while, and I'll be like, Hi, isn't this fun flying, poor Libra? Sorry, you're in the middle seat. Bye! And then I'll call people for my private first-class phone. It reminds me of that movie with Sandra Bullock where she starts flying with all the Libras. It's called Bird Box, okay? They fly in a box together. It's so good. So good. So we're going to reset, right? And she's like, I am really hopeful that we can do this. You know how rare it is to find husbands that get along? She's like, yeah, it's totally rare. So that's how we leave it. And then we go to the next week with this crazy voiceover. Who was this? Did they have somebody else do this? I because didn't it sounded like it sounded like Mama Elsa. It's like next time on the real housewives. Walter. Like City. They had to give Walter some work. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I was like, who the hell is that? I'm gonna go back to fun episode. To that. Oh, God, I love this show. It's so good. It's so good. Super fun episode of nice, chill, not insane fighting scenes, right? Yes. Like, I like when they can do that. All, like, the little conversations were really fun. The sex conversation. Oh, my God. And Mary. I mean, where does Mary come from? I love her. 
buffer on here. You guys, okay. thank you so That's much for stop. listening. Um, we are, um, if you listen to this in time, just remember we're doing talk. <laughs> I was going to say talk. Take a seat tonight at seven o'clock on the West Coast, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Just download Spotify Green Room. Follow Ronnie at Ronnie Karam, me at Ben Mandelker. And um, the room will sort of like appear on your feed when we go live. So check that out and come join us. Talk with us. We're talking about all this stuff and more. So we'll see you there. And until the next time, be safe. Avoid the pecan pie if you're allergic to it. Wear a seatbelt. Wear a seatbelt. Bye, everyone. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila. She's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do, Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickolus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell, Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>